The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. In the lead up to Christmas, our podcast is brought to you by Woolworths. Whether you're looking for the perfect ham, beautiful fresh cherries or your favourite seafood, Woolworths has everything picked for Christmas. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Monday the 9th of December. In your squeeze today, a preview to WADA's decision on Russia and doping, New South Wales fires ahead of a hot week, Samoa's measles crisis and the gig economy. This is your squeeze today. Big day for the World Anti-Doping Agency. The sporting world is expecting today that, Claire, they're likely to ban Russia from participating in international competition for the next four years. What's the accusation? The accusations are that over a long period of time, Russian sporting officials have hidden uh, and tampered with and destroyed evidence of a state-sanctioned doping program. What that means is that Russia has sent athletes to international competitions, not just the Olympics, but also things like world championships for all sorts of sports, uh, and they have been doped and really performing better than they should have. And if not a ban, because we don't know that quite yet, what else could go down? Yeah, a ban is just one of the options on the table. And WADA, which is the World Anti-Doping Agency, is under a lot of pressure to really go down a really steep penalty. But other options could be that it could disqualify its officials from sitting on international sporting boards or committees. Russia could be prevented from holding any major sporting event or even pitching for those things. And there was some interest apparently that Russia wanted to host a future Olympics, uh, there's a whole range of penalties that WADA could go for. So that's all being held in Switzerland uh, Monday their time. We may know the outcome of that by tomorrow's podcast. We will keep you posted. As part of a claim to part of former Prime Minister Bob Hawke's estate, his youngest daughter, Rosalind Dillon, has accused her father of stopping her from reporting one of his friends and Labor colleagues for sexually assaulting her. Yeah, it got quite a bit of media, this story yesterday, and it's still very prominent in the newspapers today. Rosalind Dillon says that uh, she was working for Bill Landyu, who was a former Victorian MP. He died earlier this year, uh, and during that time, he sexually assaulted her three times is what she says. She also says that she told her father just before he was about to make a run on the Labor leadership and Hawke pleaded with her not to report it to police and she listened uh, to those pleas. So she says that that assault has had an ongoing impact on her life and she would like $4 million from Hawke's $14 million estate. As you say, both men have died in the past year so are therefore unable to defend themselves. To the New South Wales fires and a little bit of respite yesterday with cooler weather. There's still this 60-kilometre fire front west of Gosford, though. It's been dubbed a mega fire. It has, and rural fire service authorities have been having a lot of discussions about how to tackle that. I read yesterday there's uh, one stat saying that if all of the firefighters in the state focused its attentions on that big fire, they still wouldn't be able to get on top of it. So they're talking about strategies to deal with that. But Mm. calmer conditions over the weekend gave authorities an opportunity to prepare for what they expect to be a really bad week ahead, not just in New South Wales, but also in Queensland and Victoria, they're bracing for really hot and dry and windy conditions. Hot everywhere across most of the country. You look at the the capital city forecast and basically every capital city is heading for over 30 degrees at some point this week. 
World news and an American grad student who's been held in an Iranian prison for more than three years headed home on Saturday after a prison swap deal between Iran and the US. As we know, Iran and the US haven't really been getting along much this year, so it was surprising to many then that a prisoner swap deal was able to happen uh, on the weekend. The Swiss government negotiated that deal. Um, Zhu Wang from America has been swapped for an Iranian man. He was being held in the US over accusations that he violated US sanctions. As you say, Iran and the US have a somewhat complicated relationship. We've got a squeeze shortcut on that very topic. Search for shortcuts in your podcast app to have a listen to that one. And in Hong Kong, it's been six months since pro-democracy protests started. According to organisers, Claire, 800,000 people took to the streets overnight to mark the occasion. 180,000 if you ask police. Yes. Bit of a difference in the numbers. Bit different in those numbers. But yes, what um, those pro-democracy, anti-Chinese protesters uh, wanted to remind the China-backed Hong Kong government of was that they still wanted their demands met. For the first time in nearly four months, police actually gave permission for that mass demonstration and it was mostly, by all accounts, peaceful. To Samoa and last week the government announced a national shutdown so that authorities could basically blitz the nation with the aim to immunise at least 90% of the population against measles. That shutdown's now ended and the government says they're pretty close to that number, Claire. Yeah, they basically got there on the weekend, so that shutdown has now ended. Uh, The update on the numbers are that at least 65 people have died. Most of those are children. 4,500 Samoans have been infected by measles, uh, which when you see that they've got a population of 200,000 people, uh, it's quite a devastating thing. Also, uh, in bad news, the neighbouring American Samoa, which is a US territory, has reported an outbreak of measles and declared a national emergency. Yeah, not good news, as you say. For context, though, 90% immunisation triples Samoa's coverage in just a few weeks. And to round out world news, the UK has an election on Thursday. More on that, I am sure, later in the week. Back in Australia and talking employment, Claire, this morning it's all about the gig economy that relates to contract work or freelance jobs, and it's on the up. Yeah, a couple of Labor MPs, Claire O'Neill and Daniel Molino, have got together and commissioned uh, parliamentary library research using the Official Bureau of Stats uh, numbers about employment. They say that the national underutilisation rate is 13.8%. What that means is that there's a couple of million Australians who aren't earning as much or working as many hours as they would like to. And they say that those people really are hidden in the numbers for all intents and purposes. Despite our low unemployment rate, there's a whole bunch of people who aren't earning as much as they would like to. And that's a real problem when it comes to things like our our broader economic growth. So if you see the word gig economy in the news today, you'll know that that's what that's referring to. Finally, Claire, the email subject line is a bit of uh, Elton John today. It is gone for Hold Me Closer, Tiny Dancer. That's because uh, we have a link to a really interesting story about the woman who inspired the Elton John song. Maxine Torpen. That's Bernie Torpen's former wife. Bernie, of course, is the guy who 
wrote all of Elton's lyrics. He did. And she was a seamstress and she was involved in ballet and all sorts of things. So, yeah, she said, um, talks about the delight that it was to discover that this amazing song was about her. Imagine, how cool would that be? That's a good claim to fame, that Yeah, one. yeah. That's all from us today. Thank you for tuning in to the Squeeze Today podcast. If you like it, please leave us a review on your podcast app or tell people about it. That's the number one way that we grow. Enjoy your Monday. We'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN.com forward slash squiz today.